Welcome to Slayer Fest 98. I'm your host, Ian Carlos Crawford, and today I'm joined by writer and Scooby. Latoya Ferguson. Hi, Latoya. Hey, how's it going? Good. Glad to have you back. Of course, always. Is this your second time co-hosting with me? Maybe third. Maybe it, third? it all blurs together. Yeah. 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 You've been on especially a Especially in times. season six. Yeah, especially <laughs> in season six. It all blurs together. <laughs> Do you want to introduce our special guests we have with us today? I, I would love to. Uh, our first guest uh, is professional wrestler slash little nerd kid who spent some time possessed by a demon. Hey, Courtney Rush here. <laughs> Hello. Hey. And our other guest is professional wrestler slash aspiring vampire slayer. Hi, I'm Allie. Hi, Allie. Hello. Hi, Allie. Hello. <laughs> uh, I'm very excited to have you both here. Uh, I I think I told you both this in when I emailed you to be on. I had quite a few people like, oh, do you know uh, Demon and Allie? You should have them on. They really like Buffy. <laughs> <laughs> obsessed with Buffy I think is better but even pays like slight attention to the show <laughs> well you're in good company um Allie do you want to go first and give us your Buffy origin yes for sure um so I started watching the show when it first aired I think I want to say I was like maybe 10 or 11 and um I became completely obsessed with the show um i loved buffy i loved everything she stood for i loved watching all of her hardships and how she had to like stay strong and um you know one of the things that i've always felt so weirdly connected with the character of buffy um i went through a lot of hard hard things when i was younger and the fact that she was always so strong and like persevered through everything. That was like my mantra all through growing up was like, just be strong, you know? And um, she was like a really big part of that. So uh, I, I, yeah, I just, I grew up on Buffy. And now as an adult, I mean, I go back and watch it all the time. I'm in the middle of a rewatch right now. <laughs> um, do you remember what the first episode was you watched? Uh, yeah, the very first, Welcome oh, to the really? Hellmouth. That was my first yeah, I mean, I started watching it right because I was obsessed with the movie when I was a kid. I used to force my dad to rent it every weekend. Um, <laughs> so when the show started, I remember just being completely in awe of this strong girl just kicking the shit out of all these vampires. It was like so empowering. It was so empowering, you know? And, uh, and Buffy's always sort of like the show's always kind of been like that warm blanket when whenever I'm feeling like stressed or I'm having a hard time, I put the show on. And I don't know if you guys feel this way, but it, it's like this wonderfully warm feeling of comfort going back and watching yeah, that show. Yeah, there's definitely episodes like depending on my mood that I'd be like, oh, that's what I'm going to revisit now. Oh, like I want something like yeah. easy. I'll go for like a like middle of the season, season three episode. That's like fun. They put on his background. If, I, if I'm like really right. feeling in my feelings, I'll put on like Becoming and watch Buffy do her slow motion run. Yes. Yeah. <gasps> oh my goodness. I just rewatched that episode and I just right. cried watching it. Like it is... It's so good. And I mean, my my absolute favorite episode of all time is Amends, season three. Um, I love everything about that episode. Um, and her speech at the, that she gives Angel is just, it always gets me. <laughs> like, it's just, the writing is just like nothing compares to the writing of Buffy. It's just so well done. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. Um, Courtney, would you like to give us your Buffy origin? Yeah, we well, we were actually talking about this earlier in the, um, the same sense that you made fun of your mom for watching it and then just started getting into it. I made fun of my dad for watching it. <laughs> it's my dad who like doesn't follow TV shows well. Like he will forget what happened okay. in the last episode and, and like he just like he has trouble following things, but he could always follow like emo teenage WB <laughs> drama. <laughs> So he was like the biggest Smallville fan. Like he loves Gotham and he was super into Buffy. And I was like, I would make fun of him. And then I would kind of like watch it while he was watching it. But I was like pretending I wasn't watching it. And I was like, shit, this is actually pretty sweet. So I feel like I didn't like get into it until season two. Um, and then went back and watched season one. But I do remember like when I went back and watched season one, I was like, I do, I did remember him watching those episodes, but it was Spike and Drew that kind of. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Oh. <laughs> yeah. I was like, well, we can't fight this anymore. <laughs> <laughs> um, you are both in really good company because Latoya and I 
are both pretty much obsessed with Buffy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just pretty much a little bit. A little just bit. A little bit. A little bit. <laughs> um, I feel like our friendship revolves around Buffy most of the time. Latoya is like my TV scholar friend. Like Latoya knows everything about all TV, but also knows everything about Buffy as well. (laughs) I love that. Um, I love that. So I'm really glad to have you two here. We are here to discuss a um, downer of a season six episode called Entropy. Mm -hmm. Um, So this episode is uh, pretty bleak. Um, my notes say often in them, fuck Xander. Uh, yeah. Oh my God. Right? <laughs> yes. I, I actually have a big fuck Xander underlined on my yes. My favorite, my line, my one line is Xander judging in capital letters, everyone dot, dot, dot shocking. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I, it's funny because the thing people get mad at this podcast the most for is how we feel about Xander and I try to be fair and defend him but this episode it's just like no it's no. tough you can't. it's very hard to defend him in this episode right. yeah yeah uh, he's that guy who thinks he always has the moral high ground but he does not have the right to have the moral high ground and just ugh. yeah especially not here especially not no. here. oh Psych didn't leave her at the altar so yes she can fuck Spike like <laughs> oh my the look that he gives her made me want like i want if i wish i could have punched him in the face like that look of like (laughs) disgust like how dare you like oh not a fan um all right so i'm already getting us off Uh, (laughs) i try to to discuss the order the episode in order i'm doing a bad job as the host um so we we open on the nerds with their bikes um that have little stakes on them which i put that would have been helpful for the scooby gang to have them Mm -hmm. you know well, as we know, like, Buffy can't drive, so that would not be helpful at all. Mm, oh, that is but true. I'd be like Willow and Anya and Xander on little motorcycles, you know. <laughs> pretty epic. To... I would love to see that, actually. <laughs> and of course, they're not doing this out of the goodness of right. their hearts. Right. Of course not. Right. Of course not. Um, God, I already forget. Is do we like? They're just looking for that thing, right? There's not like a yeah, the desk. They're looking yeah. for the desk for some yeah. reason. Yeah. Right, and we don't know yet, right? No. Why? Okay. That was one of the things as I was watching it, and I'm like, mm, I don't remember. I was like, I wonder what that disc when they said disc, I'm like, is it a CD? Like, what are they trying to get here? <laughs> we didn't have CDs back then. It was like oh, <laughs> So they run into well, they don't Buffy and Spike don't see them, but they the vampires they're chasing run into uh Buffy and Spike. And you know, we talked about this before we record. Even the previously on before, like for this episode, is like fucking bleak. But I love that Buffy just casually is like, you know what? I tried to kill my friends and sister last week. Like, yes, yeah, yeah exactly. Know, and it yeah, yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and Spike doing his best Batman yeah. impression. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I do love when Spike uh, he drops that vampire and he's like, "Why won't you sleep with me again?" And even the vampire is like, "Wait, what?" And like turns. Oh, I love that. <laughs> I loved his his thought was like, uh what like it was so, yeah that was great that was great well, even the vampire was like "Ooh, am i am i interrupting <laughs> it's like i shouldn't be yeah. part of this but uh i think something i guess i forget about this season because of all the bleakness is that at this point especially in this episode buffy is actually in a healthy place and she's legitimately trying to move on and be well and it's driving Spike crazy. This whole episode is just like, oh no, for what's about right. to happen in the next episode. It's like, it's really setting this up. He is uh, a lot of uh, just toxic speech and abusive speech in their next scene together. But we'll talk about that. But Buffy is like clearly in a good place, at least on on this front. It's like, oh, I forgot about that. I thought she was like miserable the whole season. Yeah, that's a good point. Right. That is a good point. She because when I think back to season six, I, you know, it's such it's one of those seasons where it's uh, there's a lot of like life things happening and there's a lot of like growth with all the characters and that sort of thing and there is like it is very bleak most of the season and that's that's what I remembered about it um but there are these scenes in this episode specifically that are like there's like uplifting music and it's supposed to be like funny and it's like some dark shit that's happening (laughs) with like this white tone to it which I suppose we'll get into but yeah yeah I it's like we're trying they're trying to move the characters but especially Buffy to show Look, they're all they're, they're starting to do better, even though Tara right. 
gets murdered in the next episode. Like it's showing us like, look, Willow and Tara are doing okay. Buffy's doing well. Yes. 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 Oh, Tara. Oh, Tara. Oh my gosh. That, that last scene. I think I wrote in my notes. I love Tara with a bunch (laughs) of crying faces. (laughs) Oh, I did. I'm looking at it right now. Oh, just like break my heart. Oh my goodness. Yeah, no. I was trying to explain it to. Like, I made my boyfriend watch it with me as well, and he's never watched Buffy <laughs> in his life. Oh no! Um, but I wanted a like very outsider opinion mm-hmm. on like what was going. So I was trying to explain to him about the like the significance of um, the season and what was about to happen and what and what was about to go on with Tara and all this stuff. And yeah, like, oh, shit. <laughs> you're like, yeah, it's all a trick to make us feel comfortable. I was like, oh. Right, and then uh, (laughs) just break our hearts, just crush them. Also, what a first episode Mm. for him to watch. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I was just really happy it wasn't the right scene. It would have been too much. (laughs) And then you would have been like, what the fuck is this show? Can I also interject something? So I've been rewatching Buffy, but I'm also rewatching Gossip Girl. And so there's one point where I was watching Gossip Girl and my husband walked walked past and went because in Gossip Girl, the uh, they talk to the camera, like they kind of break the fourth wall a little bit. There's like a narrator and he stops and goes, wait a second. Is Buffy just talking to the camera right now? Like, narrating it? And I was so horrified. I was like, okay, first of all, this is not Buffy. This is this is my like guilty pleasure trash TV show that I'm watching right now. <laughs> so just for the show, he has no idea at all what Buffy is. But I do catch him once in a while stopping and being like, oh, oh, this is interesting. What's going on here, you know? <laughs> he thought Buffy truly snapped. He's like, wait, she's talking. You know? How could you think Gossip Girl is Buffy? Like, oh my good lord! <laughs> Google's divorce paper. How dare you? So then, then the next scene, we we learn that Anya's outside of their apart of Xander and Anya's apartment. She's kind of observing him. And the thing I noticed about the episode this this is the first time I've noticed it, but I don't revisit this episode often. Is the episode's kind of all about these like exes that are trying to either get back with or get revenge on their like person they broke up with, mm-hmm. but they're all also being stalked by the, like, it's like, they're kind of like, not really stalking, but like watching. And then the mm-hmm. trio is actually stalking all of mm-hmm. them and has like these mm-hmm. surveillance cameras. Um, someone smarter than me would probably say something about that comparison, but <laughs> I'm just throwing it out there. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes. Uh, it's very rear window esque. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, so then we get the very cute scene of Willow and Tara um, in their college on their campus. And I just, they are so cute. Ugh. This emotionally manipulative episode, honestly. <laughs> I'm like, I got no, three Tara Wilson's like, how dare you? <laughs> <laughs> They're just so cute. Oh, they really are. And I love Willow kind of like stumbling stumbling her words and i think it's just so innocently sweet yeah because it's like a callback to like like our season two willow who's just like super awkward and you just try like tripping over her own words or trying to express herself but also being funny but not funny and like just inappropriate humor yeah it's it's you again like kind of like (laughs) fumbling and yeah Mm -hmm. yeah yeah we love willow so then we get so we get that scene and then we get which is I mean, this is all more of what I'm saying. Like, it's showing, look, they're all doing better, even though we know what's coming. Um, and then we get Buffy and Dawn shopping, but, like, kind of joking. Sorry, shopping at the Grove. For some reason, they went, on, like, on location to shop at the Grove in West Hollywood. I was I was going to ask you, LaToya. I was like, is this the Grove? Yes, I, you know what? I was because most of the time when you see Sunnydale, it's very obvious that they're sets. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, Main Street, yeah. the one exactly, street they exactly, have. and it's just so obviously a set. But this particular scene, like they walk past an old navy, and I was like, "Wait, hold on, hold on a second. Are we building old navy on set? Like what? <laughs> when did they get that? Yeah, totally. Because it felt, it almost felt like totally. It did. Right? It was like, well, this is this is very nice for Sun. Not that Sunnydale's not a nice place. <laughs> maybe Sunnydale's right, just right. growing up, just like maybe characters. maybe it, they're expanding. <laughs> you know, there's going to be a Chick Fil A put in soon. But I, it's so funny. You say that because i noticed that too and i think i made a, a note that i was like is this a set because it doesn't look like one it was really distracting <laughs> it was it was a little distracting yeah it was <laughs> yeah i literally was like i have to ask latoya because she'll know like i was like i think this is the grove 
So I've only been there a few times. But uh, so we get that. And like, we don't often get a lot of scenes of Buffy and Dawn just like being sisters together where it's they're not bickering. So it was nice to get like, okay, they're being chill. They're just like going out shopping, like having like a sister's day and they're not fighting for a change. Yeah, it was a pleasant scene. And it it's, I made a note too. One of the things that drove me crazy in both season five, season six, and some of season seven is how much they treat Dawn like she is a helpless child. And yeah. it starts to get on my nerves sometimes because she even points out in one scene, she says, uh, you know, you, you used to go patrolling when you were my age because she wants to like, she wants to connect with Buffy, I think on that level that she's struggling to. Right. And Buffy sort of dismisses her. And I, that, that really bothered me even when I was growing up watching it, because I was just like, yeah. well, you know, you, I guess technically she's only a year and a half, right? Because she wasn't really alive all those years. But, <laughs> yeah, like- <laughs> but I feel like that disconnect of Buffy feeling like she has to protect her so much. And it, 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 there, mm-hmm. it just feels frustrating for me sometimes watching that. Because, yeah, it's absolutely right. Because also, there's no way that Dawn is, like, physically more useless than Xander or even <laughs> Anya, honestly. Exactly. <laughs> You're absolutely right. Yeah, I, I always feel like I sound like some kind of, like, NRA member when I'm like, everyone in Sunnydale should learn to fight. But, like, they should because there's demons should, everywhere. Should. Absolutely. <laughs> and I feel, you know, I, I really empathize with Dawn um, with her, like, stealing, for instance, you know. Um, like, that kid had been through so much, so much that she couldn't control. You know, like, so much of that she had no control over. And and um, it was nice to see Buffy also empathize with her and try to repair their relationship i I appreciated that i'm gonna bring in a devil's advocate Uh uh point of view um uh, looking at the situation in where i completely back buffy um and (gasps) and trying to keep dawn out of everything because how many uh years uh, over the seasons has uh buffy been subject to things that just like a a 15 16 year old shouldn't have to face in their lives and and uh culminating in like the most extreme example of when the um the watchers guild took away her powers Mm -hmm. as like this like rite of passage and it's just like so unfair for this child to be forced into these things but that is her birthright and that is something that she has no power over and she just accepted whereas like dawn this is not your birthright this is not your responsibility live like a normal kid and yeah no i i absolutely agree with you in terms of like why she's protecting her i I, i'm with you on that i totally see it i also do feel though that she unfortunately being associated with buffy and being her sister like she's thrust in this world she should Mm -hmm. sort of be exposed to it so she knows how to protect herself and not be helpless yeah Yeah. she, to- she totally is exposed to it, but I, like, I, I just get Buffy wanting to, like, not, like, sure. fully throw her in. Like, yeah, sure, come patrolling. Or almost get yeah, stabbed. Absolutely. She should at least teach her some self-defense because yeah. this is Sunnydale, honestly. Yes. And she can't even have a normal life because you have creepy nerds, uh, like, with cameras God. everywhere you go. So... <laughs> Well, I forgot about the gnome, but when they panned and they showed it in the background, right away I was like, yo, what the F is that gnome doing there? <laughs> hey, why did she assume Willow put it there? I mean, Willow took over her home when she was dead and didn't pay Oh my gosh, come on. Like, that line cracked me up when she said uh, something about when she was dead, they put it there. I could, uh, that. <laughs> like, it's so casual. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but speaking of the nerds, here we get Nerd Central, where Jonathan makes a crack about uh, Warren killing his ex-girlfriend, which, go Jonathan, honestly. <laughs> har, har, har. Oh my god. <laughs> LaToya, La- I wanted to ask you this, because I couldn't quite... I forget, weren't they... Didn't they abandon where they were staying, I, and then go somewhere else? Yeah, they were at Warren's... Uh, I believe they were at Warren's basement, uh, now they're somewhere else. A different basement. I'm not sure who's. This is just like nondescript basement, right? Yeah. Okay. I thought they were in Andrew's basement because I remember there were pictures of Tucker. It could be. Oh. I I tried not to think about uh, these episodes when I'm not watching them. Right. That's how I feel about it too because I I yeah there I'm not gonna lie to you guys there are some gaps with season six where I'm just like whoa what (laughs) so then we get uh we you know we get the nerds but then we get um Anya. <sighs> Anya at Xander's apartment. Oh yes. Oh, this scene's tough. It's a hard one. Yeah. I also everyone keep me in check if I 
<laughs> relate too hard to Anya. <laughs> well, I mean, the first thing he says is, oh my god, how are you? Seriously? How right. are you? Right. What? Oh, like, I can't. I can't. This scene literally made me want to scream at the top of my lungs when I was watching. And then, and then he says, let me explain, and goes on to say, there's no way I can explain. Right. Classic Xander. He's doing it because he feels bad, and it's like, this isn't about, like, no. you did the thing. So, right. like, she's allowed to, like, be in her feelings. She's allowed to feel like you should, she wants you to fucking die. Like, she's allowed to feel these way, yeah. this way, because he left her at the goddamn altar. Like, he's a coward. Yeah. There's, I don't think there's any, for me, there's like, it's so hard to, like, think about him without remembering this shit because this is like, for me, I just don't understand, like, I don't quite know what the show was trying to get at with him in these scenes. Uh, like, because I feel like we're kind of supposed to feel bad for him, but uh, I just, it, it it's makes me not because like him. It's hard to, so while I was watching it, I was trying to see it from both characters' perspective. Now, I'm, I have to be honest, I, did, I don't like Xander, and I don't like Xander a lot through the seasons. I find his character to be frustrating at times. And in this particular scene, I'm trying to see it from his point of view, just so that I'm not, you know, wanting to kill him the whole scene. <laughs> and it's like, I do understand he comes from a toxic um, home right. life. You know, his parents are not, a, they didn't really leave him with a good example of, of a healthy marriage and a happy marriage. And I'm sure all of those things factor in. But I just find that he tends to be so self-involved um, that he just can't take himself out of the situation and be like, and look at it from her point of view. It's it's how do I repair this? How do I fix this right now? And, and let's do it my way, you know? Yes. And that is so mm-hmm. frustrating. It is so frustrating. He's an incel. He is. Oh, I'm Mr. Nice Guy. Why does nobody love me? Oh, I screwed up. But let's let's fix it my way because oh. <laughs> out of here. It is so hard for me to empathize with him. And then when she says well, do you want to get married? And he's like, like, not right now. It's just like, are you, you idiot? Like, what are you doing? That was it. That was your chance to fix this and you blew it. So, right. I don't understand what he wants. Like, I I get that. It's like, I mean, she's right. He's he's a coward, but I don't understand what like his character is trying to get at. Right. Cause he's like, oh, I still love you. But then, yeah, he doesn't want to get like, what does he want? Like her to just be there when he wants her to be there like yes that's exactly what he wants he wants her to forgive him and you need therapy bro like that's what you need like for real you need a professional to unpack your shit and figure it out because this holier than thou attitude that he has throughout the seasons it makes me want to pull my hair (laughs) out like (laughs) (laughs) no yes because Here's the thing. He proposed to her at the end of season five and she even yes. asked him, is this just because we're about to die? And he made his whole speech. It wasn't because in season five, Xander is actually good. So like, we we're allowed to enjoy that. But then season six, it's like, nope, we're just going to pull that all back. He's not good. He's just crap. And it's also one of those things where obviously, we, you know, we talk a lot about how they really age the characters up. Totally. Say, like, like after season four. So like, if this is like yeah. the one uh, storyline where they're like, well, they're just kids. It's like, well, no, you make them like adults for every other thing. Yeah. He's getting drunk yeah. on the floor. It's like <laughs> that was the most I ever related to Xander. But <laughs> yeah, it, it and I but I will say Emma Caulfield's acting in this scene is like fucking A plus. Oh yeah, she's so good. She I I, I mean so there good. are some scenes with her and I'm this uh, I feel like I'm jumping around a lot, but there's a, the I think it's in the body when she yeah. is trying to express death and she doesn't understand it like mm-hmm. she kills like she is so so good and she's so convincing as someone who is new to being a human yeah which right is a silly sentence to say but it's true (laughs) it is i can relate to that (laughs) right (laughs) totally totally but yeah she does this scene she is she's so brilliant in it and she really does you really feel her heartbreak and her confusion right yeah and i and i just feel like it's you you feel for her and you she just she she does want them to be happy, but he can't fucking get it together. And, mm-hmm. you know, because her facial expressions, like when he's like, oh, I do still love you. And you see that she's like, wait a minute, he does. And you can see that right. she she 
she wants to hear that. That's what she wants to hear. But then he's like, oh, I don't know if I want to marry you. I yeah. can't answer that question. It's like, but you did this. Yeah. She was so ready to get back with him. Like in a second, all he had to say is like, yes, let's, yeah. on, we'll get married now. And right. up, I couldn't panicked. do it. Let's he go get married. I still love you. That's all he had to say. Right. Right. And, and it's very, so it's very telling to me that he can't say that. So it's like, then what mm-hmm. are you doing, man? Like, what are you doing? Yes. Yeah, exactly. Right. What do you want from her? I think he just wants to be absolved of his mm-hmm. guilt. Of course. You're right. You're absolutely like, right. Like, fucking no way. Like, am I going to absolve that person of their guilt? And he, she, I mean, she says towards yeah, the end, like, he embarrassed mm-hmm. her. He made a fool of her. And yeah, of course that was humiliating for her. And I feel like he doesn't quite think of, like, how humiliating it was for her. Like, he mm-hmm. feels bad that he It always thing. is. Isn't yeah. it? It's always, it always is. It's always about him. Yeah. Oh boy, people are gonna love this episode. <laughs> oh, and it's not to say that he doesn't have redeeming qualities. Yeah. Like there are, you know, he does do good things. It's just he's a, a, a bit of a narcissist, yeah. Yeah. you know, mm-hmm. and it and it comes through in scenes like this. Yeah, I think we could tie it around to like for the people who are getting really mad at us hating on Xander. Right now. <laughs> um, it, it shows a very much an awareness to. And and it, I, I thought the show always did this was like showing like real relationships between yeah. people yeah. and like yeah some people in real life are shitty and make terrible choices but you're still friends yeah. with them yes absolutely absolutely and I and I think with mm-hmm. all of their characters they're all flawed yeah. which is I think one of the reasons why we love them so much yes. because they come across as real people yeah I I always say it's like it's like yeah. funny to say that like oh the show about like a vampire slayer and like the demons she dates and her friends that are like witches and whatever. Is like, but it's relatable. The people, like you said, they're flawed. So it's yes, absolutely. It, they can feel real, even though Anya's newly human. Even though Spike's a vampire, like they still feel real. Absolutely, because they're feeling human emotions, even though they're you know vampires, this, that, and the other thing. They're feeling human emotions and they're living human experiences. Yeah. You know, which we all we all can relate to. So then we get the reveal that she is now a vengeance demon again yay yeah get it girl get it <laughs> i do i don't know if y'all remember i remember when the like previews for this episode were and that like they spoiled that in the commercial for the episode it was like they showed her vengeance demon face well that's that's <laughs> awful why would they do that uh, come on yeah i remember being like oh yeah that makes sense because like at the end of hell's bell she does we see her sitting with like uh the hoffrin and he's like handing her tissues oh yes, yeah yes, right. so it's like oh yeah I guess yeah, it's like, oh, that makes great, sense, yeah. but it would have been cool to, like, have the reveal there. I also, Latoya and I were texting about this earlier. The Vengeance Demon, like, their, like, abilities are kind of not well, like, it's not. there's no, like, clarification. They try to add more and expand the, like, what they can and cannot do. I noticed that, too. Yes, yeah. It really seems that Anya must have been a terrible Vengeance Demon if she didn't know the things that she learned in this well, episode. Well, what... Like a thousand years since she first signed the contract, right? <laughs> so maybe she forgets some of the. I think within the like ver- universe of the show, it's only been like three years since she's been mm-hmm. a vengeance demon. But yeah, she does say that she hasn't had to get vengeance yeah. for herself yeah. like in over a thousand years. That's but true. you know, you should have you should have known that rule. But I also <laughs> felt like I mean, she could have just like beat the shit out of him. <laughs> or not apparently does she like have any strength it doesn't seem like that anymore yeah there yeah but but also i feel like that's like with any show where you're trying to like kind of expand the universe you kind of get those little tiny hiccups along the way right yeah mm-hmm. it does almost seem like they kind of set their own i'm sorry it almost seems like they kind of set their own boundaries in like because like was her, is her name yeah. hallie okay yeah, yeah um yeah. she yeah. um she like call calls to calls to attention that she doesn't it doesn't have to be female that's she's right. getting vengeance that's right. for. So it's like it, it seems to be like that's something Anya made her own boundaries yeah. of. Like she's like, this is gonna be my niche. Yeah. Yeah. They definitely do a decent job of like explaining that away, I think. And and speaking of Halfrick, the this I think it might be the next scene where they're sitting in the coffee shop and it's it's just Halfrick talking about <laughs> talking about the, the man that she cursed who's not paying child support and instead now he's paper cuts. <laughs> I was howling laughing because I'm dying. What an amazing like act of revenge. Like you can't without <laughs> getting a paper cut. I loved it. I thought that was great. And I loved how lighthearted it was and she's <laughs> laughing about it. And I'm just like, this is brilliant. 
<laughs> yeah, I actually I was going to yeah, say that yeah. I really love their scenes together. I think we could have done with like way more of like them just like totally. gossiping, having coffee or having drinks. Like, I think that I I really liked their friendship. And I mean, they're supposed to be have been friends for like thousands of years. So, yeah, they know each other really well. And I just I don't know. I think those like those actresses have really good chemistry, too. Like, they do. They do. They've got great chemistry. Yeah. yeah. They they seem like yeah. they've been friends for years. Yes, right. Like they seem like old friends just like chatting, catching up. <laughs> yeah. And I I almost would have liked it if like. She could have been like, all right, Halfrek, I'm going to wish to you, you do the thing. Let's do it that way. Yeah, I wondered about that, too. When I, I was kind of, yeah, I was kind of surprised they didn't try Yeah, that. yeah. Maybe that's a rule we don't know. True, yeah. I, I guess I guess that would, like, track with, like, if a vengeance demon can't do it for themselves, they can't do it for, like, another vengeance demon, I guess. Mm, <laughs> yeah. yeah. But these, these rules are fast and loose, honestly. And it's really disappointing that like Anya returning to Vengeance Demons was basically just for this episode because she's yeah. basically useless when it comes for Dark Willow. And then we don't really have anything to do with it again until uh, her episode in season seven. It's just like, you have this Vengeance Demon on the team now. Like, why is it this something that can be used Loosely at on all? the team. She does emotionally distance herself true, from them. True, true. So. Yeah, I... Yeah. I mean, we in season seven... We like, you know, we find we like, they they expand it a little bit more as well. You know, we get I think Halfrex only in two episodes before that Anya episode where she dies at the end. And like fucking poor Anya, Jesus Christ, she just left at her altar. Her best friend gets murdered the next season. That's rough, man. Yeah, that's rough. Yeah. Uh, and then yeah, she dies a few episodes gonna... later. Like, ugh, God. Yeah, it's pretty rough. And I just, you know, what I think one of the biggest things that pisses me off is that I feel like he's never held accountable for some of the shit that he's done like you know what i mean and so i liked that 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 um i liked that anya stood her ground especially in that scene where she's like no like like what she tells him like no like what what are you talking about like you don't want to marry me like i like that because not a lot of people have held him accountable for some of his bullshit yes i because i think one of you said earlier i can understand that like buffy and willow still love him right because he's their longtime friend and they can be like, oh, yeah, he fucked up, but we still love him. He's our friend. But he's just like, none of it is ever like, I don't know. Like, I understand them still loving him and still being his friend, but like someone being. Yes. They've never held him accountable for yeah. his shitty action. Right. Any right. It's like, it's like, right. it's never like I, there's one, there's a throwaway line. I can't remember what season it is, but you know, in season two, when uh, Willow is trying to tell, tell Xander to tell Buffy like stall, stall, because I can do this curse. And instead he says, kick, kick his yeah. ass. And then it's, yeah. it's then Willow like mentions it. I can't remember what season it, it is. It is in season seven. It is in yeah, the, yeah. the Anya episode yeah. in uh, Southwest. Yeah, yeah. It's such a throwaway. It's such, to me, it's like, nah, nah, <laughs> man. Like, don't, like, you can't just throw that away. Are you kidding me? Like, look what Buffy had to go through. Are you kidding? Uh, <laughs> woo, makes me so <laughs> You know who would have been really useful here? Who would have made that wish for her? Cordelia. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah, she would have. We could have brought her, like, just go to LA for a hot second. <laughs> She's not doing much at this point, I don't think. Uh, oh, yeah. This is... This is during Angel season, season three. three Angel yeah. now, so Cordy is what? a champion, yeah. you guys, in season three. So <laughs> yeah. they say champion a lot in season three. As much as like well, in season three, they, they say do, champion they a lot. Um, but I would have. Are you kidding? I would have loved that shit. Like Anya's like, hmm, I'll just take a little trip to to L.A. and you know have a sit yeah. down. I love Cordelia. that. <laughs> when, Cordy, actually, no, she Cordy wouldn't be about it because she'd be like, I'm too busy being in love with Angel right now. <laughs> so the next scene is buffy making breakfast for dawn i think they they do a oh, lot of good so um dawn rehabilitation in this episode because i appreciate yeah it's a really yeah, good I, dawn episode i appreciate that dawn yeah. is so mature about everything and dawn immediately is like yeah. i know you weren't trying to kill me i know it was just that whatever demon virus like i forgive you like dawn genuinely isn't being bratty she isn't being written like a 12 year old she feels like a mature teenager because she's like this is my sister i love her i forgive her i like dawn immediately understands what happened in the previous episode and is like it's cool yeah it it, it is a good dawn episode because i won't lie to you i can't stand (laughs) her for a lot of 
Oh, like I season five is I love season five, but Dawn is <laughs> ooh, there's like written a like a child. Yes. And at the time I was the same age as Dawn when that came out. And I remember feeling like I know I'm not a grown up, but like you guys really do treat her like she's um Ten. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, and her also, and she's also a brat. Like, like, and the, like, such a. I can't even. Oh my god. But this is a great episode for her. <laughs> I actually do because I. I'm like, oh, okay. Like, she's responding like a regular human. She's not yelling or crying or whatever. She's trying to connect with Buffy. She's trying to let her know, like, hey. I know that you messed up. I know it wasn't your fault. Like, you don't have to cook me this giant breakfast. Like, I forgive you. I love you. You know, like, it was, I loved that scene. Yeah. I thought it was yeah, a great me scene. Too. I, it was just nice to see Dawn. It's almost like Dawn is taking care of her for once. <laughs> yeah, yes, yeah. Right. And and we will obviously talk about the scene later in the episode, too, between Buffy and Dawn that I, oh, I just love it. I thought it was so well, well written. <laughs> I get, I got legitimately annoyed at how much toast she made, though. You made a lot of bread, but don't you think that's so funny? Because that's yeah. totally a Buffy thing to do. Because she's not, she's not yeah. she just over yes, it. like she doesn't cook or anything like that. So she, to her, she's like, well, I better just make <laughs> half this loaf. <laughs> Right, <laughs> but not. But then, like by the time you butter, it's gonna be cold when you go to butter it. So you're just gonna have like nasty cake butter on this dry burnt toast. <laughs> Who needs that much toast? That's a lot of toast, toast. man. Like, woo. Toasted pancakes and cereal. Right? Like just carb right. city. Like, are we going to run a marathon? Like, what's happening? You better you better go on patrol. Your carb yeah. I was I was about to say, you two know about training. Maybe they're getting ready. Right? Did we know about carbs back then? Maybe that was yeah, really, hadn't, hadn't really hit yet. We hadn't really known. So then we get uh Willow and Tara's very cute coffee date where where Willow's kind of recapping Love all it. the things that have happened in the last few episodes. Penis monster. Yes. <laughs> I love it. I love so good. that she explicitly like mentions that the double me pals demon looked like a dick. Like I like that she's we're not even like <laughs> dancing around it. She's just like, yeah, I looked like a big dick. It was weird. <laughs> what is her line if I wasn't a lesbian before? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh which I had I forgot about that till I watched this because in Double Me the episode for Double Me Pals, we talked about how like it really does look like just like a weird dick. Like, yeah, it really does. I don't even think I could watch that episode again. It was so gross. It's a very upsetting episode on numerous levels. It made me not want food. <laughs> and I, one of the things I, I love about the show too is um, that they reference back to things yeah. that have happened. Yeah. You know, and I love that yeah. she's having this conversation in a coffee shop and recapping all of these messed up things that have kind of happened. And I, I sort of love that because in other shows, sometimes I feel like the characters don't reflect on. Yes. You know what I mean? Yeah. The things that have happened. And I love yes. that about Buffy that they're like, oh, yeah, this happened. And, you know, this this monster looked like a big old dick. Like, it's just it's so funny. Yeah. It's just like, yeah. Great. And Tara's like, oh, no, I missed the dick monster. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. I love that. Yeah. About it. I feel like especially in genre shows, they don't often reference the like, you know, weird monsters or whatever that just happened two episodes ago. They It's often totally. Like, they keep going. They subscribe to like monster yeah. of the day and yeah. we just move on. Yeah. Like, right. And even, even shows that don't have monsters, like let's just say it's, you know, a cheating scandal right. or this or that or whatever. It's very rare that the characters themselves talk about what's ha- happened prior in their life, right. you know? Yeah. And I kind of, I, it really keeps me sucked into the TV show, into their world, into sort of like, you know, the Buffy verse. Yeah. I mean, I think they were always doing about that especially like in high school how we had characters like harmony and jonathan who like yeah you know were there sometimes weren't there all the time yes. but also that's like how high school is like there's people totally. you see and people yeah. you don't i don't know i always i always really liked that too yeah and, and people who like yeah like they weren't important enough to even remember their name like right. jonathan yeah. was just a slurpy kid <laughs> back then right <laughs> and now he's an academy award winner wild so wild then anya approaches willow and tara their their reactions are very Willow and Tara. Like Willow jumps up and is like, "You're back!" and hugs her. And I don't know if you noticed, like Tara just holds her hand. Like when she sits down, Tara like grabs her hand and is like, "It's it's okay. So we know you had to go away for a little bit." Like mm, she's the sweetest. She's just so nurturing. But I also love that like the end of that little bit is Anya being like, "You're a lesbian, so the hating of men will come in handy." Let's talk about Xander. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> which is basically this episode right now us being like hating of men will come in handy let's talk about xander <laughs> well and, and a note that i made uh about this scene and then the scenes that come after it where she's basically trying to get all of his friends to wish yeah. something on him right like she's 
it's really, really dark. It's, I mean, the subject is so, so dark, but there's this like uplifting, funny, haha yeah. music playing over top of it. And there's this lightheartedness. But when you really think about it, what she's trying to do is like, it, it's yeah. extremely dark. Like, it's just like, oh my God, if this actually happened, do you know the amount of guilt these characters right? would feel for like this to him? Like, oh like, my God. Oops, I so wish for my best friend like to turn inside out or some shit. And it's like, ooh. Right, right. <laughs> yeah, as you do. As you do. Right, 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 as you do. Yeah, yeah. I love this like back and forth of Anya talking to everyone. And like, I, it, you're right. It's like a very funny scene, but actually it's like, she's trying to get them to get Xander murdered. Totally. Yeah. And I love that. Like even one of the scenes when Dawn is like, I, I think I forget what Dawn says, but uh, Anya's like, give me a, for instance. <laughs> yeah. And again, with the, the callbacks, like Dawn refuses to ask for wishes now because of yeah. the incidents with Halfrek. Yeah. Yeah. I appreciate that. All of them defend Xander, but still, like, I feel like Buffy and, I mean, Tara and Willow, it's kind of just them talking about- Being lesbians. Yeah, being lesbians. (laughs) (laughs) But, like, Buffy is, like, he does feel bad, but Buffy's still, like, not mean to Anya. She's, like, you know? Yeah. But this one actually kind of drives me crazy, especially with Buffy. I'm just, like, you guys are letting him off way too easy, though. He was, he did something truly terrible. Well, they always do. Like, I, I think that's what's so frustrating about- about his character i mean there's uh he just he does so many things and nobody holds him accountable for it and and that i mean if we start if we get into like season seven like there are some scenes where i'm just losing my mind over i'm losing my friggin mind i'm just like oh my god can someone please just hold this asshole accountable (laughs) like anyone because it's not returned yeah Yeah. because he just like like guilts and judges everybody else for every quote-unquote mistake in his eyes that like he just sees as like is 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 unacceptable behavior and like but he gets away with everything yes yeah. That's oh, it. and buffy and buffy gets kicked out of her own house for her like oh, <laughs> yeah. don't even get me <laughs> she runs away for like a summer and he treats her like she murdered an entire country of people <laughs> yo that episode the one after Anne. oh my god i lose my mind every single time i wish i was there so i could backhand xander Actually, no, <laughs> like yo what like nah dude nah you kill you kill your girlfriend with a sword okay right yeah. you make that choice you, you mm. this is why i don't understand how season five happened for xander because he's like so mature and rational in that season i don't know how it happened <laughs> right because there's growth you're like okay buddy's getting it together and then, yeah and then after that it's like no we're not gonna do that again right do you think maybe be- he was like mature in season five because of like the spillover from like the army um halloween incident i don't <laughs> maybe it had just like worn off by the time we got to season six <laughs> I mean, nah, because that was that was in two, season yeah. two, right? When so right. he would have been mature in seasons three and four, and that was not. Oh, yeah, no, that's not the case. At all. <laughs> right. Yeah, I don't, I, I don't know if they've just if they just fumbled the writing with with Sander because he does have moments of uh, growth, like it does shine through, but then he just goes and does something, and it's like, nah, all right, you know what? I tried with you, bud, but you blew it again. Yeah. I think he's just an idiot 21-year-old who's never been held accountable for yeah. what he's done. And I, I mean, the scene when he looks at Buffy in this episode, when it, he pieces it together, that oh, also yeah. that she's up like, I'm telling you, I was watching that and I almost sent, Courtney, I almost sent you like a novel text because I was so <laughs> I was like, are you, are you kidding me right now like, yeah all right wait so let's yeah. uh so we're jumping ahead sorry, sorry. Oh, no, no no it's okay um we'll get there because i i know you got limited time let so then xander finds anya talking to buffy i'm really glad buffy's like no 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 no, don't go after her because like buffy, oh yeah he's like yes. Yes. no oh, give her God. space yeah. because she does need her fucking space like don't yeah like, this isn't maybe you should have gone after her when you left her at the altar not now yeah. right yeah like yeah yeah this isn't about you now bud yeah and then he destroys yeah, Buffy's then he property. Over that gnome. Well, yeah. We quickly realize that it's the nerd spying on Buffy. I love that he immediately accuses Spike because, of course, he does. Of course, right. Spike's like, well, Angel's in LA, so true. you can't blame him. <laughs> oh my! Oh my God! The hate 
<laughs> so yeah, and because it's like Spike doesn't have that technology. Like Spike wouldn't. I mean, I mean no. Buffy. I mean, Spike had the Buffy bot made. So if Spike could get someone True, to have like, the technology, also, he I was would. Say, yeah. but, I, but I feel like Spike's more. He's not. I'm going to spy on you with a camera. He's that creep that's hanging outside your window <laughs> behind a tree. You know? yeah, like that's yeah. how he's all hands on. <laughs> yeah, he's a little old school. You know. <laughs> so, <laughs> although when he asked Buffy you think I could do that I wrote my notes yes <laughs> I'm sure he could and I, I do want to say I have to say he looks smoking hot when she goes to see him I'm like yo okay wait like, he looks literally so- in my notes I put I can't tell if I'm just being horny but Spike is looking right he's like his voice is extra deep yes. he's like looking sexy yes. and he's got like a bedroom voice no yeah he's he's smoky <laughs> yeah <laughs> he is like he He's sizzling in this episode. Yeah. He really is. <laughs> he looks great in this episode, which makes it even worse when he's like with the abuser speak, which is, uh, I've tried to make it clear yeah. to you, but you won't see it. Uh-oh. He's just like, um, like that whole scene, I'm just like, no, 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 because right, you know no. what's happening in the next episode. Okay. It's just like, this, this episode's like one <laughs> huge red flag. Yeah. I mean, the season it is. It is, it is, yeah, for sure. Definitely. So Spike kicks her out of the crypt. Um, then we get another scene of Anya and Halfrack, which is, I think, a really good scene. I love that Anya's like, my social circle is a little limited here about talking about trying to find someone right. to curse Xander. Because I also yeah. feel like that's my, that's like a quote I relate to since I had to move back <laughs> to the suburbs from New York. I'm like, nah, I have nothing to do here. I love that, like, immediately when she's like, how am I going to find someone who hates Xander? And Spike walks in. Yeah. Um, <laughs> like superhero yeah. music yes and you know what i think is so brilliant also about about buffy specifically mm-hmm. is like i you know even when i was a kid i loved horror movies and i loved like supernatural you know kind of things like that and and i love that you get to see these um characters these demons and things like that and you get to hear sort of (laughs) what their life is like behind the scenes so it's like if you met jason Voorhees and you sat down and got to hear like and you know then i went to camp crystal lake and i did like i love that the characters are talking not a big fan of water (laughs) i just i think i think the writing is so brilliant because you kind of get to see these little you know you get to peek inside what the wor- what the life of these characters is actually like as as a vengeance demon yeah. for example i think it's so cool <laughs> i do love that yeah and so i then i think spike and anya actually have like really good chemistry i don't know how you want oh, yeah they really yeah. Do. oh yeah. yes oh yeah, yeah. Glad we're yeah. all in agreement because i yeah, love no. them sitting drinking just like commiserating at yeah. Again, it's like, oh, I'm relating to these demons. Like, I, I, you feel it. They feel real. It just, and like, give me a, yeah. give me a million scenes of Buffy characters just sitting around drinking. I love watching. Oh, it's so good. Yeah. It's so good. And what there's there, I think it's Anya says she makes a comment about a sexy dance yeah. or something. Yeah. Spike's reaction to that just like cracked me up. Because <laughs> <laughs> I have no dance, which clearly means he has a sexy dance, but he doesn't want to talk about oh, it. There's a sexy dance. Yeah, and like he really is. Like he is. I don't know if with what he's wearing, but yo, mm, right? he looks good. Yeah, he's he looks good. So many layers that he does not take off when they have sex. <laughs> right, right. Very interesting. That that coat, that coat yeah. is a little bit much. I'm not gonna lie, but I, I will say it's funny how what they're wearing and like you know I, I've been watching the show a rewatch yeah. that a lot of what they're wearing is back in style. Not that yes. trench coat. Not talking about the trench coat. <laughs> 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 but a lot of what they're wearing i'm going oh you know what actually like i would pro- i would wear that like which is funny when you think back because some you know some of it's like the 90s and i'm like damn that actually is in style again funny that you yeah. should the 90s was about trying funny things. That you should mention oh, that because literally i think it's like four episodes before this buffy wears this like really cute like leather string choker and i literally bought one just because i saw her wearing it in an episode this season i love that oh my god i love the all of that. oh i love you know that's that's so funny because i do have some pieces in my wardrobe that are specifically like buffy-esque pieces <laughs> that is inspired by the show for sure so uh they do you know they start like drinking and they start like flirting willow does her Mm -hmm. hacker thing oh god her hacking gibberish i know it's like no 
Did you guys notice that like Apple is actually featured? I didn't, I, yes. I thought for sure it was going to have a sticker over it, but no, you see that it's an Apple computer. I found that interesting. Yeah. Make that money, Buffy. I, I was actually wondering that. I was <laughs> right? like, I wonder if it's because it's so early, it was just like whatever, or if they did get money from Apple to like. Yeah. Yeah. I don't they remember. They probably needed the money because they were on UPN at this point, which had like no money. True. So. Oh um, yeah. That's a good point. That's a good uh, point. UPN was all about the product placement. Yeah, and I, yeah, and like it's. I yeah. think it's like fine, right? It's not like over the top because it's like, oh yeah, she would have an Apple computer, sure. Like, right, yeah. right. It did. It did strike me as like interesting, though. I was like, huh, interesting. Yeah. There's Apple. Yeah, and yeah. you know, Anya delivers a line. What if he never wanted me the way I wanted him? And I just was like, oh, mm. I love you so much, Anya. Jesus Christ, like, yeah. Mm. And then Spike says, "Here, ladies, last," and I'm like, hot. <laughs> Oh my god, he is like, I don't know, man, he's smoking in that episode. I mean, <laughs> can I tell you just real quick, I know this is a tiny sidetrack, but we, uh, me and my husband did a convention and the, and Spike, mm-hmm. the actor who was yeah. there, and the guy that ran the convention said, would you like to meet him? And I said, well, of course I would. So he brings us back there and I'm... I know I don't get starstruck very often, but I just love him so much and he was so wonderful and so kind. My husband talked so much that I barely got a word in. And, and listen, and so I'm then we walked away and literally my husband turns looked at me and he goes, I I I couldn't stop talking. I'm so sorry. I I, I don't know what happened. <laughs> and I thought it was so funny, but he was he was so wonderful and so kind and still so gosh darn right, attractive. Right. <laughs> yeah. Like he's yeah. aged into yeah. like a hot daddy now and like Totally. Yeah. yeah. All, all still working. Um, yeah. So anyway, so we need to quickly wrap up Allie's uh, on a little time constraint here. So let's try to, let's see what, a so they kiss Willow brings up the, the feed. Multiple cameras. Everyone yeah. sees that Spike and Anya are having sex. Everyone gets annoyingly yeah. mad when Spike and Anya are very much allowed to be fucking. Like, they can fuck anyone. Want- also, like, immediately covering Dawn's eyes. Like, give me a freaking break. I mean- Maybe Dawn shouldn't be seeing Spike and Anya having sex. I guess, but it was it, it again reinforced that that they think that she's like twelve and she's never seen. I don't know. I I, right. I don't know. It just it bothered me. Like I was like, oh my god, you guys. Like, like her cool older friend. Maybe she shouldn't see him having sex. I mean, I guess. I suppose. <laughs> so I will also say I do like again. Dawn is very mature yes, yeah. in. Oh, so like you were sleeping with Spike. Oh, yeah, like, I love so that. Here. I loved that scene between her and Buffy because it was like you you could tell obviously like Buffy has a lot of shame and you know she she's she's held this secret for so long and she doesn't feel good about it and for Dawn to just be like look like you know you can talk to me like I'm not only your sister but I'm your friend and I support you and you know however she said it I just I it was like wow like that was like I hadn't seen Dawn act that way before and I just thought it was such a beautiful scene between them. This is a really good Dawn episode. I really forgot about yeah. that. Yeah. And I mean, it reminded me of Joyce, how Joyce and Spike always had like really sweet scenes yeah. together. Oh, yeah. I love Joyce and Spike. <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah, she was great. That scene in season two when she when she first meets Spike and she says, have we met? And he says, yeah, remember you were holding oh, the axe? Yeah, yeah. Like that whole scene was just so brilliant. <laughs> Speaking of an axe, white privilege is Xander just walking in the street with an axe. right (laughs) no big deal i i get so i so i watched this episode twice i watched it last night and i watched it today last night i literally was like fuck like i was like yelling at xander because i was so mad spike and anya like two consenting adults like what the fuck is wrong you left her at the altar but you're gonna pretend like she's cheating on you like, like your property right yeah. yes and right. like you're going to kill him like yeah, yeah. okay yeah. buddy like is that is that how you is that how you operate when something doesn't go your way you grab an axe and you kill yeah. the person like Spike didn't right. yeah what is xander yeah that yeah. is how he operates Spike didn't trick anya into sleeping with him like they both yeah, yeah. that's right they're, they're both, both consenting cons- adults adults yeah like give me a break what there's yeah. nothing, there's like absolutely nothing wrong because even buffy's a little bit of a jerk 
in the scene when she rushes in mm-hmm. and she's like, mm-hmm. well, it didn't take you long. And it's like, no, 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 no. But like that, what they did, that was perfectly allowed. Like That's you're right. all, yeah. you're I mean, all being dick. This, yeah, <laughs> I agree. This whole thing I have the most written about. Um, <laughs> <laughs> like the entire scene of uh, of Spike and Anya getting together and then the aftermath. Um, I, I, fa- I found like the juxtaposition to be like the most interesting of the two supposed monsters right. are having a very human heart to heart and like talking about how they're like forced to live as humans by by one means or another and having a very human and like emotional reaction to that whereas the two humans who supposedly have souls and are supposed to be more rational just behave completely irrationally Mm. yeah oh wow that's a really good point yeah 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 i i i really love that and i yeah that this scene I remember watching it live and being furious and like now maybe, is it 20 years yet for season six? However many years later, I'm still fucking mad about it. Yeah. Yeah. And I, and and even that, that line that Buffy says to Spike, like, what is that? Like, you don't want to be with Spike. Like you made it very clear. Like your relationship with Spike is over. You don't want to be with him. Like, what is that? Why are you saying that? You know, and that one is basically the opening Spike needs, not just for telling people, you know, what happened, but the opening he needs to to, to prove to himself that she does in fact love him, even right. though she right. she doesn't, and she she's tr- telling the truth when she says it. She's just having her own emotional reaction because, like, right. he's saying he loves her so much, but and then then he does this. But the other right. thing that pisses me off is Xander acting like they purposely broadcast them having sex. Right. Like, no, right. she wasn't doing this to hurt you because right. she was just doing this for herself. Yeah. That's right. That's right. Well, again, again, what what is this? This is Xander. It's all about Xander. Right. It's the Xander show. And your your actions are upsetting me. Therefore, you know, therefore I'm going to kill this person and I'm going to make you feel like absolute garbage, like you're a garbage person for doing this. And and then, and then when he turns and looks at Buffy, like she's trash. Right. Oh my god! I'm thinking, like, how you left your girl at the altar, you piece of your trash. <laughs> yes. Like, yeah. And can we point out the only reason he's even winning this fight right. is because Spike can't. That's him. right. <laughs> Which makes oh my god, yes, it's so much worse. It's like, oh, <sighs> you know, he can't hit you back. Oh, you're yeah, so like, tough. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I don't understand, you know, and I, I suppose this is a writer's thing, but I don't, there are just things that Xander does and I don't understand what the writers are trying to accomplish with him. Like, are they trying to make him this insufferable, like, person? Like, I I don't know if maybe they just should have done maybe a better job of, of us seeing the his other side or kind of what his stance is on things, you know what I mean? Or maybe, yeah. I don't know. I get that because like he, Xander has the right to hate Spike because Spike is a soulless vampire, but Absolutely. Like, he still is going way too far for with everything. He yeah. has like one leg to stand on, but he thinks he has like the high ground completely. Mm-hmm. On a rational level, Spike should not still be alive. Let's be right. I agree. I absolutely agree. Yeah, like yeah. they should have killed him ages ago. <laughs> However, <laughs> they have brought him into the group. Yeah, he has the Scooby at this point. Yeah, I was going to say, at this point, he's part of the group and he has saved all of their lives countless times. So for Xander to, I mean, Xander's reaction is crazy anyway, but to also be like, oh, I'm going to murder this person who has saved me and my friends' lives because he had sex with the woman I left at the altar. Like, what? And it's probably the best babysitter Don's ever had. You know what? So there's there's two points points I want to make there. One, Spike's relationship with Dawn specifically, um, to me, it, it was one of my favorite relationships on the show because it was, you know, this this young girl, innocent girl, and this vampire, and he's taking care of her. And I just thought that that was, it, it goes against everything Spike is. You know what I mean? So I thought that that was a really cool relationship. Um, it made her relatable. It, totally. Yes. <laughs> that, that's 100%. 100%. And also, like, you know, you see Xander's reaction to Spike is very similar to his reaction to Angel. Like, you know, yes. he he yeah. he hated yeah. Angel because Angel, because Buffy loved Angel. And mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And 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 he would, I'm, I'm, I'm positive he would kill him. Like 100. Oh, 100%. You know? um, and it's just that immaturity that just drives me up the wall with yeah. Xander. Yeah. Because, yeah. Agreed. So that scene happens. <laughs> I, I hate, like, I know that, like, this is on purpose, but I hate that we leave Anya feeling guilty of all people. Like, I hate. Yeah, I do. She stops Spike before yeah. he can make the wish that she finally wanted. Yeah, but, yeah. like, I'm like, yeah. I don't want, yeah. like, I want her to, like, 
get a fucking break. Like Jesus. Yeah. She, like, uh, yeah. 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 But it is realistic. I mean, like the, the girl is always made always. to feel like the trash in these situations. We're supposed to be guilty that right. we like yeah. sex yep. and like yeah, like God, absolutely. God forbid she gets like some good dick from someone hot. Like, ugh, no, I don't. <laughs> no, can't no. Have that you flag. <laughs> absolutely not. Now, at this point, yeah. you should just be dead. Okay, no. like honestly, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> you should have taken Xander back when he was so gracious to give you. A oh hand. my <laughs> god. I love, I love how all of us are just burying Xander. Like, no. I know. <laughs> We're trying to be rational, but like, he's the worst here. He's the worst yeah. in this episode. No, this is not it a is good. Not a good it is. It is the worst Xander episode. Oh, it's I so think, bad. I think yeah. it makes me even more mad than when he left her at the altar because if he left her at the altar, one would assume, okay, they're broken up and they won't really speak. And then it's like, oh, but you still did that and you still want her to like be quote unquote loyal yeah. to you or whatever bullshit. And yeah. anyway, so cold feet is relatable, but like this, this behavior yes. is not. I agree. I agree. And it's, you know, I, there are parts, like I said, there are parts of it where I understand his desperation to want to fix the situation, but like you, you made the bed, bro. You got to lay in it and you have to accept that things are not good right now. Yes. And you just have to give her some space. Yeah. So then we get the end, which is such a goddamn trick, where Tara oh. comes in to Willow's room, and it's so sweet. And I can remember when I watched this, just like crying immediately and being yeah. so happy because Tara and Willow always felt like the happy couple. Yeah. And mm-hmm. so it, getting having them like get back together, and I think this is some of the best acting Amber Benson mm. does when she's like, can we just skip it? Can you just be kissing me now? Oh, I know. Oh, oh my heart. I just shattered. <laughs> I forgot how much I loved Tara. I just, she, she's, yeah. I think she is one of the most compassionate, most like, I, I just, oh, reasonable. Yes. She's reasonable and she's compassionate and she's very, very human. Like she's very, mm-hmm. oh man, that scene. Yo, it got me emotional. Yeah. It did. And it directly follows like the like the actual implosion yeah. of our two other relationships on the show. And then we come out and we're like, here we go. Fucking yeah, they're gonna break out too. And they're like, oh, oh my god, they're okay. Yes, <laughs> yes. Like, yes. They're like, like we needed to end like yeah, they're that. like, here comes a healthy relationship, but oh no. Right. <laughs> and you you really <laughs> see like Willow's um uh like she has this genuine look of like like Oh my god! Oh my god! She still loves me. Yeah. Like it's just this, like beautiful, it's so well yeah. acted. Mm-hmm. It's so with her little teeth. Oh, uh, I love her teeth. They're like little bunny teeth. Yeah, that, that sweet little smile. Yeah. Oh. And I, I wanted to point out. I don't know if you all noticed. Hanging up on her door is the dress that Willow wears in the musical. It's like directly <gasps> behind Tara. Yeah. Oh no! Yeah. Okay. Oh, no. The red dress. I <laughs> wondered what the dress was yeah. because I wondered why it was hanging there. I was like, "Huh? Did they just go to a ball?" Like, <laughs> I was like, "Am I missing, <laughs> am I missing something?" <laughs> no, just going through the right. motions. Ooh, good. Oh, <laughs> I love that. <laughs> love it. Um. So yeah. So uh, that's the end of the episode. But um, as we always do here at Slayer Fest, we're gonna we're gonna name our favorite outfit. Courtney, what's your favorite outfit of the episode? Oh, the first uh, Willow Tara interaction in college. I, I love Willow's like college outfits. I was like since season four when she started going to college and just all the things she wears is just so cute. In. <laughs> and when she's got rid of like the fuzzy sweaters. <laughs> uh, Allie, what was your favorite outfit? Oh my God, I'm just reminded of those sweet, sweet fuzzy sweaters that she wears. Oh, <laughs> something else, with, right? like the, with like the weird colored tights and the strange shoes. Oh, yeah. 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 She wondered why she got bullied. Yeah, I mean, she was wearing. She was wearing. Weirdly, I think people nowadays would actually think that that was like a cool outfit. Oh you yeah, know, you know. Sure. Um, yeah. Okay, so I love. There's a scene. Buffy's wearing these jeans that are like flared, and there's like um, it almost looks like a flowered embroidered near the yeah. bottoms. I love those pants. Like <laughs> I could own those pants. I think they're a little low waisted, which I'm not down with. Um, but if those were high waisted, I'd be all over those. And and I said before, I think Spike looks so good. He's wearing like a button down. I I don't know what's on. I don't know if they're crosses or what. But I thought his whole outfit was just like smoking. <laughs> I wrote in my notes Buffy's terrible jeans <laughs> in that scene. <laughs> uh, yeah, I actually have that in my. We'll get there. Latoya, what's your favorite outfit? <laughs> 
Uh, I loved uh, Anya's red number that she was wearing in the episode. Right. It's like, yeah, you're, we're wearing that girl. Didn't you realize that was so much red? <laughs> so she needed something. My to break favorite it outfit actually was close to yours, Allie, but I put Buffy's outfit with the white frilly top, the black leather jacket. But let's not talk about her bootcut jeans with the weird flowers on the side. <laughs> <laughs> um favorite scene latoya oh favorite scene i i think probably just all of the anya spike drunk discussion in general Mm. it was some good stuff courtney what's your favorite scene uh the whole conversation uh drunk the the progressively more drunken conversation between uh anya and spike i just think is so well done and so well written like like, again it's it's what i have the most written about because it was just like so well like laid out and juxtaposed and like these are supposed to be monsters but they're way more like relatable in their feelings than anyone else um and ali what's your favorite scene um my favorite scene was is definitely the one between dawn and buffy uh when dawn tells her you know it's okay you've been holding on to the secret and and i want you to know like i love you And, and i thought that scene was so so well done and and i usually can't stand dawn and i actually liked her i was like oh, i like you and also i do i do also want to say i know we already talked about outfits but buffy's coat and that opening scene where she's fighting the vampires i love that coat that long she does she always has oh, good coats she does. The best yeah coat. her outerwear game is on point yeah. And her little toques. Wait, she looks so cute in toques. Oh, I love her little toques. She, Wait, what the hell's a toque? Uh, oh, yeah, you uh, Americans. Um, yeah, beanies? Oh, okay, okay. Beanies? Yeah, yeah, or beanie. Okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, we're Canadian. <laughs> um, <laughs> all right, well, um, thank you both for joining us. I was really happy to have uh, two first-time guests and two badass wrestlers on my podcast. This yeah, is actually fun. so much fun. I love talking about these. Like, literally, yeah. This is sort of a day in our normal life when we're together anyway. And Latoya, thank you for being my lovely co-host as always. Of course, anytime. And thank you all for listening. Uh, if you like SlayerFest98, you can find us on Podbean. You can find us on Spotify now. And all these other places, Google Play, uh, Apple Podcasts. And if you want to support us you can rate us on any of those platforms and also you can subscribe to our patreon which really helps keep the podcast going where we have exclusive patreon episodes and um, a discount on our etsy shop and if you want to follow us on social media we are at slayerfest x98 on all platforms my personal social media is ian x carlos on all platforms courtney where can everyone find you on the internet um, so you can find me at Rushlemania on both Twitter and Instagram, and then my counterpart, uh, Demon Representative at We Are Rosemary on both Twitter and Instagram, and then uh, Allie and my uh, business we run together is at Demon X Bunny. And Allie, where can everyone find you? Uh, you can find me both on Twitter and Instagram at Allie Wrestling, and uh, we have we me and uh, Rosemary uh, slash. Courtney at times have uh, a YouTube show as well, um, Masters of the yes. Multiverse, and you can find that on YouTube. It's Allie's World. Latoya, where can everyone find you? Everyone can find me on the Twitter at Lafergs. Cool, cool. All right, Anna, we'll see you guys all next time. Thanks. Bye. Bye. Thank you.